Vandals Weekly back for yet another week, and we're almost into October, but one more Saturday in September, and it's another big one for the Idaho Vandals. Head coach Jason Eck joins us here on the Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Coach, uh, what a game on Saturday, man. Thrilling to watch, thrilling to watch it come all the way down the wire, and uh, Idaho comes out on top, 36-27. Uh, just take us through it. I mean, what did you think of the way your team finished that game, and uh, what was it like just to pull out a, a last-second win at the Kibbe Dome? Well, it was, it was a tough, hard-fought game. You know, uh, I got a lot of respect for uh, for Sac State. You know, they were a uh, uh, you know they haven't won the the last three championships in this league by accident. You know, they they got a tough team and they they certainly uh, kept fighting back. You know, we had we had a few ten-point leads on them during the game and they kept uh, battling. So, you know, probably the biggest thing I was proud of our team is I thought we kept responding as well. You know, when we had adversity in the game, when the momentum swung against us, uh, you know, we didn't flinch. Where you know, I felt in the Cal game, it was kind of the opposite. When the momentum swung against us, we were just no, never able to get it back. But I thought we did a great job responding. Still can play better. I think we still have a lot of things we can clean up, and, and we got to keep uh, getting better because we're, uh, you know, playing another top 20 team this week in Eastern, who's who's much improved from last year, and uh, we got to play our best football to, to win on the road. Well, Ricardo Chavez, who's uh, going to join us here on Vandals Week a little later on uh, here in this episode, uh, what a what a big kick by him and what a great day by him. Uh, double duty, punting and kicking, hit three field goals, but obviously the, the what proved to be the game winner was the one that everybody will remember. So uh, just having a kicker like that, uh, I mean, uh, how much ease does that give you as a coach? And, and what did you think of just uh, his clutch ability to come up there for you guys at the end? He's a great weapon for us. You know, uh, he's a weapon. I think his punting has improved a lot from last year, uh, so he's done a great job improving there. You know, he was pretty accurate last year as a kicker, but, you know, he had a chance in our playoff game to send it to overtime, and he missed it. So I think I was really happy for him just to, uh, you know, have one of those pressure kicks where, uh, you know, he had the whole team on his back, and, he, you know, he came through for us. So uh, we got a lot of confidence in him. You know, earlier in the game he had a 50-yarder, which is uh, – you know, it's a long kick for a college kicker to kick a 50-yarder. So uh, glad we have him on our side, and uh, he's really worked hard to improve since last year. Well, we've talked so much about your quarterback, your running back, your receivers, all these great skill guys, but I want to ask you about your offensive line. You're an offensive line guy at heart, a guy that coached offensive line for a long time at various different stops and a former offensive lineman yourself. How would you evaluate just the play of the whole unit and who's maybe risen up to, to be a leader of that unit for you so far this year? Well, I, I thought that was our, our best game, particularly in the run game. You know, I thought we were physical. Uh, you know, I thought we were able to get pushed on a team that, you know, has been pretty salty against the run. Uh, our downhill run game was, was improved, too, so I thought that was a great step for us. And we still kind of got to keep getting better in protection. You know, I thought we had a few too many times where we put uh, too much pressure on, on Bonnie. So we got to continue to get better in that area. And, uh, you know, again, we prefer to have Bonnie – you know, throw it in the pocket. He's doing a good job scrambling, but, you know, you open up a whole bag of worms and you start scrambling a bunch. So we got to keep growing there, but I thought that was a good step to uh, to get some confidence against a very good team. And, uh, you know, we got three, you know, second-year guys that we have been starting. Now we had, we had an injury last week, so it was just two second-year guys, both of our tackles. So, uh, you know, I think those guys have uh, a, a high ceiling, and we got to continue to get them better on a week-by-week basis and improve. But uh, yeah, I was very pleased by the progress uh, they made last week. Well, no rest for the weary because now you got an Eastern Washington team that's played as tough a schedule as anybody uh, in the Big Sky Conference, and they're coming off their second win over a ranked opponent in as many weeks. Eastern into the top 
20 of the FCS polls this week. So uh, initial thoughts, initial impressions of what you've seen out of EWU. I think they're uh, they're better. You know, I think they've improved. I think their line has gotten better from last year. I think uh, uh, Kikoa uh, Vesperis, their quarterback, is given a better quarterback play than they had last year. They, they bring in uh, thirteen, the backup quarterback, to do a little wildcat stuff with him. He returns kicks for him. Uh, you know, defensively, you know, I think they've simplified some things. They're not quite as you know. Last year on third down, they had some you know gimmicky stuff where we were able to hurt him running the ball. Because they were, you know, trying to overload a side, and uh, you know, I, I just think they're playing a little harder, a little bit more sound, uh, probably a little simpler, and just focusing more on fundamentals and basics. And they've done a great job of, uh, you know, dominating the turnover margin, which is something I'm concerned with. Because, uh, you know, even last week, you know, the, the last play I kind of don't even count. You know, we, we, it was two nothing until that last play turnover margin we lost. So that's something that uh, they've been very opportunistic with, and uh, we got to improve. Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com slash apply. It seems like Eastern, as a as a uh, team, has made some strides. I mean, they've always been a very good program, especially over the last 10, 15 years. But last year, certainly a down year for them. Uh, but it seems like they're playing with a lot more continuity and confidence right now. I, I must admit that I've only watched the end part of the Fresno State game. I watched most of the SELA game, and then I watched the whole game against UC Davis last week. But it seems like that they just have a lot of – confidence right now does that come through when you watch them on film and in what specific areas have you seen them improve maybe from last year yeah i think it's that it's, it's a lot of intangible stuff which i'd probably put a little bit like kind of similar to our improvement last year where you know it's not a bunch of you know new guys who all of a sudden have come in or more talented it's not uh you know crazy new schemes that are just uh, superior i just think they're they're doing the little things better you know than they did last year they're they're playing harder they're playing with more intensity they're playing with more toughness, more grit. So credit to them, you know, for their coaches bringing that out of their guys. But, uh, you know, I think they're just doing stuff better uh, this year and playing at a high level. And, you know, again, you're going to build some confidence when you take a uh, a tough uh, Fresno team, uh, you know, as two power five wins, you take them to overtime, and then you have two ranked wins. Uh, you know, they're playing with a lot of confidence and are ready to go. Well, one thing that's fun about the big sky right now is that there's all these rivalries, right? I mean, I know that everybody has kind of like their primary rival, but there's all sorts of different rivalries. And Eastern Washington, Idaho is certainly a rivalry. So when you think about this rivalry, Coach, what comes to mind? Well, I, I think it's one of our biggest rivalries. For you sure. Know, anytime, you're, anytime you're only uh, you know, an hour and 20 minutes apart from each other, uh, that's huge. You know, there's a lot of crossover. We play them every year. There's a lot of crossover in recruiting. Uh, you know, we're trying to do a really good job recruiting the state of Washington. Uh, that way, so that that adds another uh, you know element to us, and then uh, you know just just the success they've had historically, you know, being a team that's you know won a national championship in the last I don't know last 15 years, I guess you could say, um, you know, they've had a lot of success. I mean, they've been a, a, a team that's been in the playoffs a bunch, and that's that's kind of what we aspire to. And uh, you know, they've they've played very well uh, at home, and uh, we, we've never won. You know, Idaho's never won on a red uh, colored field. Unless there was one back in 1920 or something, I don't know about. So, uh, 
you know, this is big. You know, we got to prove that we can do something we haven't done before. And, uh, you know, and went up there on the road, and it's, it's going to be a challenge. I think they're going to have a great crowd. I heard it's almost a sellout already. And, uh, you know, just from playing there, you know, at Montana State, when I, I played up there when I was an assistant there, you know, I know it's, it can be a tough play to, place to play, and their fans will be in the game. Jason Eck here on Vandals Weekly. Big Sky Breakdown excerpt, SkylineSportsMT.com. What, what do you think are the key uh, elements to this matchup then, Coach? I mean, what are the key factors for your team if you're going to come out with a win? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, us running the ball well and stopping the run is, is critical. You know, again, I, I think last last week's game, you know, was kind of more our type of game. You know, we, we had the time of possession. We limited their plays. Uh, you know, Eastern's kind of the, you know, likes to be up-tempo and get a ton of plays on offense as well. So we, we want the game to go more the way we like it, where we're, we're running the ball, we're stopping the run, we're limiting how many plays they have, how many possessions they have, we're controlling the ball. Uh, I think a big part of that is we got to protect the ball. We cannot, you know, turn it over and give them opportunities. Uh, you know, we got to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, on, on the edge. I think they always do a good job of uh, game plan, and I think, uh, you know, Coach Best, uh, you know, taking that field goal against North Dakota State in the championship game a few years ago. You know, they always have some some wrinkles and things that you got to be prepared for and uh, have answers to. So. Yeah, we got to play really well. And, again, probably the, the, the turnover margin and then running the ball, stopping the run is probably the two biggest things, I think, that will be huge factors in this game. Idaho at Eastern Washington, yet another top 20 matchup between Big Sky Conference teams. And it seems like the Vandals have been involved in a bunch of them. Eastern Washington's been involved in a bunch of them. And now they get to play uh, each other. Uh, last thing for you, Coach, just the way that – I mean, it seems like this conference race, we're only one week into this thing, but it's going to be – uh, a, a crazy one. I mean, I think that everybody thought there was going to be six, seven contenders, and uh, if Eastern's one, I think that definitely means there's six or seven contenders as well. So just in terms of the whole scope of the conference season, I know you're not looking ahead to anybody or trying to do too much this and then that type of math, but um, what, what would a win in this rivalry, especially against a, you know, a top 20 um, Eastern Washington team, do for you guys moving forward? Well, you know, when you're in a conference with seven ranked teams, I mean, uh, you know, that, that it just shows the depth, man. More than half of our conference is ranked right now. So it, there really isn't going to be any easy games, particularly on the road. You know, I think, you know, conference road wins are, uh, you know, are super valuable. So uh, it'd be huge, you know, to get a, to get a win on the road and, uh, you know, get to 2-0 and in the conference, uh, you know, is a good start now. You know, again, the last couple of years, you know, to win this conference, you had to be 8-0. You had to have the ultimate consistency. And I, I don't know, you know, the conference may be so balanced this year that no one can do that. But, uh, you know, you got to take advantage of every opportunity you have. And every game is valuable. And you certainly can't take anybody lightly because, uh, you know, if you do, you're probably going to be miserable on Sunday if you take somebody lightly because I think anybody in this conference, uh, you know, can rise up and beat you if you don't, you know, if you don't play your best football and you bring your, your C game on the road, especially that you can get your butt beat. Jason Deck, joins us once a week here on Vandals Weekly, an excerpt of the Big Sky Breakdown podcast. Go check. We really appreciate the time, Matt. Thanks so much for joining us and uh, best of luck on Saturday. Thanks, Colter. Take care. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving.
Vandals Weekly rolls on here on the Big Sky Breakdown. It's Andrew Houghton bringing you an interview with Vandals kicker Ricardo Chavez. I was in Moscow on Saturday to watch Ricardo give the Vandals uh, what turned into a 36-27 win over number 4 Sac State, but Ricardo's 30-yard field goal with one second left to make it 30-27 to was the game winner. Ricardo, first off, thanks for joining us this week. Of course, no. Thank you for having me. So I just want to start with, you know, it, it's been a couple days since that, that game and that kick on Saturday. Have you been able to step back from it a little bit and put into perspective what you guys accomplished with knocking off that Sac State team? Um, yes, of course. I mean, just right after the game, um, I had a little sit-down and just soak everything in. And now that the days have passed, I mean, it's something that we now look forward to playing Eastern this weekend. And I mean... This team has a lot of potential, and it's just uh, going up from here. Yeah, I saw you sitting in the hallway right before you went into the press conference. It just what were the emotions going through your mind? I mean, it seemed like everybody stopping by was was giving you congratulations. You mentioned in the press conference that that was your first game winner. What was going through your mind in just those those minutes afterwards? Oh, I mean, I was just trying to soak everything in. To be honest, um, you know, just wishing. I know my family's seen this um, on TV, but it would have been amazing for them to be in those stands. Uh, but I had my phone there with me, and the first thing I did was call my mom and just, you know, we were FaceTiming, and I could just see how happy she was. Um, and I just had, had to let everything soak in. What's your process for a kick like that? Um, you know, last second, you know it's probably going to come down to you. I know Jason Eck talked about that was that was their strategy to to not let Sac State get the ball back and to grind the clock down and kick the field goal. What are you thinking on the sidelines um, as the clock is ticking down? You know it's probably going to come down to you. Right. So, funny story is when the when the time was on four minutes uh, left, I actually kind of already figured right then and there once JJ got the uh, re- the kickoff return to half field, I kind of knew already what the strategy we're going in and I went up to Coach Eck and I told him, Coach, look, um, if it comes down to me, uh, the uh, I'll prefer the ball um, either um, in the right hash or in, down the middle. And, I mean, did the best he could. He put me in a position where um, I had a, it had to come down to me and I, I just took my deep breath and went up there and kicked the ball. Ricardo Chavez joining us on Vandals Weekly after kicking the winning field goal for Idaho last week against Sac State, Ricardo also named the Big Sky Special Teams Player of the Week this week. Ricardo, you mentioned the Eastern Washington game a little bit. What's the feeling around the team this week heading into that game? I know it's a big rivalry game for both of you guys. Eagles are ranked now as well. you got to go over there to Cheney and play them on the red turf. What's the feeling, what's the vibe around the team this week going into that one? Right. Um, Eastern's a very great team. Um, they're looking great. They have a great uh, quarterback, something, um, you know, we're definitely not looking past. Yeah, we played them last year, and we know how that went. But, you know, this is a whole other year, and we just, you know, as a team, we're we're going to stick to the script and just go out there and play our hearts out. Is that sort of what Coach Eck told you guys after the big win on Saturday? I mean, what was the message from him to the team uh, with you guys coming off a huge win like that, but then, of course, plenty of the season left to play in another big game coming up this week. Right. I mean, um, he, he just told us that, you know, this is a great team. Uh, this is a whole new, uh, whole new team that 
uh, we're going to play against. Uh, don't don't overlook it. Just something, you know, we've got to stick together, play hard, play fast, and just play tough. That's something that those uh, three things he sticks to every single day. And, you know, it's showing the results. And now we just got to continue to stick with that. Tell me a little bit about your your background. I mean, you're an L.A. guy, so you grew up in Southern California, and I know that you went to junior college as well before you ended up at Idaho. But tell me a little bit more about where you grew up and uh, and your path to getting now to Moscow. All right, so I grew up living in South Central Los Angeles for about the age of 4 to 12. From there, I moved, I moved over to... Southgate, California, where I continue to play soccer. And from Southgate, California, I moved over to Moreno Valley, California, which is about an hour away. And that's when I first ever started playing football. And that was my junior year of high school. How'd you get into football? I know that a, a lot of high school football coaches will try to recruit the soccer players to come be their kickers. Uh, was that how it happened for you, or, or sort of how'd you how'd you switch into playing football? I mean, it was something that I kind of I went out there one day um, just with some cleats on, uh, a t-shirt, and some shorts, and I just asked the coach if they needed a kicker, and uh, came to he said, "Here, let me see you kick." And I went out there, and I just I, if I, it was a 40-yard field goal at that time. That he, that was my very first kick, and it went through the uprights. And from there on, he told me, "Okay, keep." He told me, "Come again tomorrow." And from there, it just I never stopped. I never stopped showing up, and I just stuck to kicking from from there. What gave you the impetus to to want to do that? I mean, was it something that you know you'd watch football on TV, or you'd just been thinking about it for a long time? Um, I, I had a feeling that kicking, since I I come from a big soccer background, that kicking a football was probably going to be something similar, um, mechanical wise. And when I t- went out there and tried it, it was basically the same thing, just different shaped ball. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Very cool. Ricardo Chavez, Idaho kicker and punter, Big Sky Special Teams Player of the Week, telling us a little bit about his background. Uh, after that, you, you ended up going to, to junior college for a couple of years, right? What was it like coming out of high school, getting recruited, finding a place, and then and then figuring out you were probably going to have to do JUCO for a couple of years? Right. So my head coach at my high school was also the offensive coordinator at the JUCO that I ended up going to. And one day during class, he he messages me saying that the the JUCO um, specialist coach wanted me to go to Riverside City College, and that was the only message I ever received about getting any kind of offer or any type of um, any type of offer. So from then on, um, I had nothing else going with either soccer or any other school. So. I felt that that was my best opportunity, and I just took advantage of that. 
when did you start getting interest and, and maybe thinking that D1 was going to be a step up for you, something possible that you could pursue? I, I would say that that happened towards my last year of junior college. Uh, my That's when I started to see that, okay, this is something that I could probably take to the next level. And with the trainer I had down in uh, Riverside, which is next level kicking, um, I trained with them for a couple of years and they seen the potential and they actually helped me with recruiting. So with them reaching out to schools and them getting some feedback, they would tell me about it and out and it would give me the hope of, okay, if they're interested, I can see if other schools can be, or if not, then that's where I'm going to end up going. So my first ever offer was from coach Arich, the defensive coordinator here while he was at South Dakota. And I felt like I ended up here in Idaho because of that. I mean, he was the first one to ever reach out to me. Um, and he was such a great guy. And from there on, he, he still kept uh, in contact with me even when he got here to Idaho. What was your first uh, experience like in Idaho? What did you think of Moscow your first time going up there? Um, I thought it was amazing. I actually came here on a quick turnaround. I probably was about the last recruits to ever touch down here just because of how late my season went uh, at my JUCO. And I got here when it was full of snow. I mean, that was my first time ever seeing real snow. And, I mean, it was something different, but it was just something about Moscow that the vibe was just something I wanted to be a part of and just the culture here. And then, of course, I mean, the Kibbe Dome. Who doesn't want to play in here? What have you thought about the last couple years under under Kochek and sort of the the rejuvenation of the program because the fan base is engaged to a level that it hasn't been recently. You guys are, of course, winning to a level that's been tough to come by since Idaho came back to the FCS in the mid-2010s. What have you thought of, of being in the program and seeing that, seeing the excitement now uh, that's around the team? Um, I think it's, it's, a, it's a great culture. I mean, Coach Eck is doing a great job here um, with his players and I feel like he's more of a modern kind of coach that understands us players, not just us as players, but us as humans. And it's just something amazing to me. And I can see it from different players that they appreciate Coach Eck as well. Vandals Weekly here, new part of the Big Sky Breakdown at Skyline Sports. Ricardo, last thing for you. You punt left-footed, you place kick right-footed. Have you always done that? Where did that come from, and and how are you able to, to do both so effectively? So that actually came about with my soccer background. I was a goalkeeper, and every time I had to punt the ball away as far as I can was with my left foot, and anything on the floor was with my right. So when I picked up a football it was so natural to me to just punt it with my left and then hit field goals with my right. Was that just, just natural for you growing up playing soccer, that it worked out that way? I mean, are you naturally right-footed? Yes, correct. I'm naturally right-footed, but anything in the air um, would be with my left. Fascinating. Ricardo Chavez, one of the most unique 
players in the Big Sky Conference, you, you hardly ever see teams have one guy do both the kicking and the punting. He does both, but he punts with his left foot, kicks with his right, comes from his soccer background growing up in L.A. and Southern California. Ricardo Chavez, the defending Big Sky Conference Special Teams Player of the Week after he makes three field goals, including a 50-yarder and then the game-winning 30-yarder with one second left to help Idaho beat Sac State over the weekend. Ricardo, man, thank you so much for your time. Anything else that you wanted to mention before we get you out of here? I mean, I'm just just looking forward to this game coming up. I mean, just thank you for having me, of course. Um, it's an honor being on here. Well, cool, man. Good talking with you. It's good to catch back up with you after Saturday, and uh, and good luck this week against Eastern Washington and the rest of the season. We might talk with you later down the road, but thanks for your time. Thank you so much. Whether you're a sports fan or you run a business, you got to have something to wear. Why not get it branded? Why not represent your favorite sports teams, your favorite high school, your favorite college, your favorite pro team? Why not represent your business when you're out and about your respective communities? Anode Designs can help you out. Anode Designs, our great friend Blake Hempstead, contributor at Skyline Sports. He's the man in charge there at Anode, and they can get you hooked up with everything from Anaconda Copperhead gear to any and every sort of branded gear for your business. Find out more, visit anodesigns.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Anode Designs is located at 421 East Park Avenue in Anaconda. You can find them on Facebook or you can give them a call 406-563-0121. Where we get all our gear from Skyline Sports, Anode Designs in Anaconda. Well, time now for our Big Sky Spotlight, where we highlight various great storylines from around the Big Sky Conference. And one team that's played really well as of late, a couple wins over ranked opponents, the Eastern Washington Eagles. Their head coach, Aaron Best, joins us here uh, on ESPN Radio, as well as Skyline Sports. Coach Best, thanks for taking a minute, man. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for having, having us. Well, first of all, just tell us about uh, your team the last couple weeks. I watched the game against Fresno State, came, comes all the way down the wire, and, and you guys end up losing in double OT. But then great response by the Eagles, bounce back two weeks in a row, get a win over a ranked uh, Southeastern Louisiana team that won a playoff game a year ago, and, and then uh, go on the road and win at UC Davis to open up conference play. So um, what have you thought of just the, the, the effort and also the sort of bounce-back ability of your kids? What's been going right the last couple weeks? Well, I mean, obviously the season's long for everybody. Um, everybody wants the season to be uh, put in a uh, capsule in week one. Uh, I thought we played really, really well in that first game. Uh, score didn't, didn't uh, provide uh, the outsiders that information, but we did some really good things uh, against a really tough opponent and then went on the road again to Fresno uh, and played again really, really well. Um, just played played. The first half, not as well as we would have liked, but kind of turned on the second half and um, put ourselves in position to, to put that thing in overtime and got into double overtime and came up short. And, you know, it's it's interesting you said the response from that game to exactly what we talked about after that, that game. I mean, you give everything on the road for the second week in a row and uh, fall three points short. Um, and then how were we going to be re- respond come back home against an FCS opponent trying to chase our first victory of the season? And I thought we did did some really good things um, against that uh, tough SELA team. And we tried to take advantage of them being on the road for three straight weeks, um, SELA, and uh, came out on top. And then, uh, and then it's interesting enough, try to respond from a win. We know how we responded from two losses, how we're going to respond from our first victory uh, of the season, now going on the road to Big Sky play. Uh, against a, another tough opponent. That's what the Big Sky presents. 
So stacking it on conference up with a uh, tough conference schedule, um, you know, if and when those teams from our conference get that 12th and 13th and 14th game, they've been battle tested throughout the course of the year, and we responded well. And Davis didn't go all our way. Not going to be perfect against really good teams, uh, but we came out on top. And uh, again, we were gassed after the game. Uh, came back uh, with a smile on our face. It's always good to get the first one um, of the season in Big Sky play, especially when it's on the road. Well, it was a great atmosphere there, too. I mean, we watched the game. It was the last Big Sky game going, so we watched the whole second half and uh, uh, looked like a great crowd, and, and you guys seemed to respond all the way across the board. So what were the deciding factors? I mean, what were the things that helped you get over the top in that 27-24 win at Davis? Well, you know, I think I think holding the, the, the you know, to Davis to, to a three-and-out uh, or four-and-out to start the game, getting them to punt first series, um, obviously starting out on defense and then getting them to punt the ball no points. Uh, really kind of started things for us. Uh, we got up 17-3 uh, due to, to some good play on defense. Obviously, Marlon Jones pick six early in that uh, in that first half. Um, but you knew they were going to battle back. Uh, it's a three-phase game every week. You know, it's an offense, defense, and special teams. Lane Larrison is, is one of the best players in this conference. He showed that against us, uh, run for 200-plus yards and kind of con- controlling that probably middle part of the game, really, by himself. Uh, we just couldn't find ways to get him down. Um, we, we, you know, put ourselves in a little bit of a, a bind uh, a few times offensively, not getting, you know, seven points in the red zone. But th- these games are going to go back and forth when you're facing the, the, the quality teams you're facing in the, in the big sky uh, on the road. But uh, at the end, obviously, we blocked a field goal, uh, got a first down, knelt three times, and, uh, and it was what it was. And so uh, there's a little room. Uh, for error when you're facing really good teams on the road. Um, again, we wasn't perfect by any stretch, but uh, we did what we needed to do uh, when the time presented in all three phases. So um, did some really good things, started off really good, which we hadn't done the first three weeks. Um, started fast on both sides of the ball, um, but then all of a sudden we lulled in the middle of the game, which we've been really good, uh, and then we picked it up in the fourth quarter. So uh, <laughs> I guess good team. Uh, we 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 did what we needed to do, and uh, you know it's not always going to be a, a 45-40 game every week in the Big Sky. That that's the way it was about 15 years ago. Now it's you know in the 20s is going to get it done sometimes with with the amount of coaching, with the amount of players, uh, with the amount of scheme that's put in. So you're going to have to play defense, which uh, and run the ball, which we need to continue to do um, as we head into uh, the last seven games of this Big Sky slate. Well, it seems like you guys are playing good defense right now. So what sort of strides have you seen on that side of the ball? What do you like about the way you guys are playing on that side? Well, I think continuity, number one, comes to mind. Being in Coach Cuff's um, uh, verbiage, terminology, and system for two years now, uh, experience helps. Uh, some of those those transfers that we got in have really helped. So I think those three things have allowed us to play consistent defense uh, for a better part of four games. And so you're going to have lapses. Uh, but, uh, I mean, last year alone, I think it was five, six games uh, throughout the season. Within the first play or two of the game, we were down 7-0 uh, on defense. And so I, I think we built some confidence in the offseason. We understood uh, kind of where we lacked as a coaching staff. We put guys in places uh, to be more successful, and the guys have, have provided more preparation to uh, put themselves in successful uh, moments from the start of games. Um, you know, our, our run defense has been pretty good. Uh, the, the, the outlier is North Dakota State, who's going to, you know, be a run-first outfit, uh, was good for for the next two games. And then we kind of fell off a little bit last week against uh, UC Davis, against good 
good back and a good offensive line. Uh, but uh, I think our past defense has been, been steadily uh, consistent for four games. Uh, haven't given up big plays outside of last game, really. Uh, we've tackled better, and I think we've just kind of put it together and, and played enough guys. We're not playing 11 guys. There's 16, 18 guys playing on defense, so we're staying fresh, uh, getting off the field uh, more often and forcing more punts, which um, that hasn't changed since the start of football. That's what you got to do to give the, the offense a chance to score points. So um, I, I think all told, I think, I think we still got a lot of tests in front of us. Uh, it starts this week against Idaho because um, it's a week-by-week -week process, and uh, there's not too many weaknesses this team has we're facing on Saturday, so um, we'll be put to the test again. Blackfoot Communications is excited to announce new voice services for small businesses in Bozeman and Belgrade. Paired with our internet services, business Wi-Fi, and technical support, your business can stay connected to your employees, customers, and communities around the clock. Sign up for services in less than two minutes at goblackfoot.com slash more than voice. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Bobcat Sports. Aaron Best joining us. It's our Big Sky Spotlight here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, or maybe you're listening on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast, skylinesportsmt.com. Eastern Washington, back-to-back -back wins to get up into the top 20 of the FCS polls this week. And one of the games of the week coming up, uh, rivalry renewed, of course, between Eastern Washington and Idaho. Uh, Coach, one more question about uh, sort of just the, the basics of your team before we get into this matchup with the Vandals. I want to ask you about your quarterback. Uh, I know you liked him, and I, yeah. I know you've talked about his potential, but now uh, Kakoa Visparas has the, the reins of the offense, and uh, he seems like a tough-minded guy, and it seems like he's got a lot of uh, a lot of great traits that you like in quarterbacks. So um, what have you thought of his progress, and, and what have you thought of his performance so far this year? Well, I tell you what, going back to last year, I, 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 wished, I wish I would have, um, you know, given him the ability to play a little bit more and more games. Uh, to get a little bit more experience, you know, so I, I wouldn't say we, we stunted uh, his growth going into this year, but we certainly could have allowed him to grow a little bit, a uh, little bit sooner. Um, uh, he played in, you know, a handful of games, uh, but probably could have got a few more reps uh, to get him a little bit more ready, but uh, he's got the F factor and, and a lot of people say, well, what is it? And it's kind of indescribable at times. Uh, haven't been around a, a lot of good quarterbacks here uh, over, over the course of, you know, two and a half decades. Uh, as a player to coach, uh, you, you just recognize those things uh, not only from a physical standpoint, but maybe more importantly from a non-physical standpoint. Uh, just kind of the way he uh, prepares, uh, the way he um, gets along with his teammates, the conversations he has, you know, in between series. Um, he, he's he's been he, he's been studying from the time he got on campus to be the next guy, um, and he's shown that through four games ton of growth to go, uh, but he's grown immensely in four games. He's been in a lot of tough situations in four games. I mean, these these four games, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, short yardage situations, red zone situations, coming from behind situations, uh, not a ton of run game in the first half situations. So we've had to lean on him, um, you know, and, and he's only been, been starting for five games, one last year to end the season or four this year. So um, he looks like a veteran. He's been playing like a veteran, uh, but he's got that it factor. He just – He's unflappable. He, he nothing really nothing gets to him. Um, it, it is is probably the best way to put it. Um, he's he's a high level competitor. Uh, he doesn't like to let his teammates down. Uh, he wants to win, and he's willing to do what it takes to win. And so uh, those are all traits from 
a lot of the All-Americans here, a lot of the All-Big Sky, a lot of the Big Sky MVPs here, uh, and he's only a sophomore. So I know the expectation is high at that position. Um, insert a new quarterback and, and let him let him continue to grow. Uh, but uh, he, he's a coachable kid. Uh, he's a likable kid. He's a competitive kid. And it's fun to be around him, not just on the field, but throughout the process during the week uh, to get to know what he likes, doesn't like, what he's feeling, what he's thinking. Um, because he's a hell of a hell of a player, but but he's a hell of a person. I mean, his teammates love him, and it's understandably known when you're around him why. You totally see that. You can t- see the way his teammates respond. Aaron Best, head coach of Eastern Washington, joining us joining us here uh, on ESPN Radio. Um, d- you mentioned the, the great, or I guess the the challenging schedule that you guys have played so far, and one of the most challenging uh, among Big Sky teams with North Dakota State and. Southeastern Louisiana, a couple of great uh, FCS programs as well as Fresno State, and then you know a really good uh, UC Davis team too. So, how much do you think that prepares you uh, for the rest of this Big Sky Conference season with uh, another tough opponent coming up on the schedule in Idaho? Well, I I, I don't I, I'm always I'm always up for for playing the best, and and obviously your 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 Big Sky schedule is what it is. Uh, year in year out, it's been better. Uh, since I became head coach in 2017, the conversation has gotten better and better and better. We talked about it during the summer all the time, where it seems like you're a broken record saying the conference is as good as it's ever been. Well, you felt like you said that the last year too. It's only it's only getting better. Um, there, there every every week is is a tough week, and that wasn't the case 10, 12, 15 years ago. That wasn't the case. You could say that, but it wasn't it wasn't true. Uh, the kids knew that. I think when you play better competition, I think there's a little bit more of a of a intentional focus by coaches and players alike going into the next game. And so when you face a North Dakota State, when you face a Fresno State, when you face a ranked Southeast Eastern Louisiana team, when you face a, a ranked UC Davis team, when you face an Idaho team, I mean, your first five opponents, I mean, there, there's not a ton of room for naps. I mean, it, it, it's got to be funneled focus. And uh, I, I think that 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 separates the the contenders from the pretenders as far as guys on your team. Who really wants it? Uh, who's really going to study? Who's going to be really prepared? Because, like I said, it's it's uh, every play could be a factor or the factor in the game. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I think it the guys that are the biggest competitors are going to rise to the level that needs to be. Uh, to be done in those games, um, especially when you're facing teams that are playoff teams or bowl teams or ranked teams. Uh, they're, they're ranked or go to bowls or go to playoffs for a reason. Um, and, again, that was last year, but a lot of these same teams are doing it again this year. We happen to be a, a team that wants to be part of that once again. And so you got to beat those teams uh, that, that, that have done that last year that are ranked um, and especially take care of take care of those those games at home. And uh, that's, that's really our only advantage this week going into Idaho is it's a home game. We're playing good ball, but they're playing good ball. Uh, they're playing on the road. So uh, we got to do what we can. We've got to be on the plus side of the turnover uh, margin, and, uh, and we, we've got to make plays when, when plays are necessary in those tough times and tough moments and tough situations. So uh, I think better competition brings out uh, the better competitors on each ball club, and we've had the ability to do that for five straight weeks now. 
Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. It's been uh, cool to see Idaho back in the league just because of the renewals of a lot of the rivalries with you guys and Montana and Montana State and Idaho State. It seems like the Vandals are a natural rival for about half of the big sky. But, I mean, this is, there's been some crazy games between these two sides, Eastern Washington and Idaho, uh, the last, uh, you know, since Idaho's been back in the league the last handful of years. So um, just your thoughts on this year's version of Idaho. And, and uh, like you said, I mean, your kids are doing a good job getting up uh, week after week for these big games, and now you have another one. Yeah, you know, I and, and I've said this numerous times before. It, it's it's better when everybody's better. Uh, for sure. For them being reintroduced to the Big Sky, uh, for them getting to the level where they're at. I mean, they 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 got after us last year. Uh, and to keep it on, Coach X has done a great job. His staff and his players, and they got phenomenal players. I don't know that they have a weakness on their team, um, and that's not coach speak. Uh, and so they've done a good job not only with guys that maybe were there when they came in as a staff, but also guys they brought in uh, once the staff arrived. And so um, it, it's great when they're great. Um, it's great for all. It makes it, uh, it it makes Saturdays that much more special. Uh, it makes rivalries that much more intense. It, it, it's when when you have two good teams, no matter what sport it's in, it just makes kind of the lead up to 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 the event better and more special, and then the event itself more special. And you find out kind of who you who you are when you face uh, tough opponents, and 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 that's what we get week in week out. So uh, they've earned everything they've earned. They got to the playoffs in Coach X first year, and and lost a heartbreaker down in. Uh, uh, down in Hammond last year against Sela and uh, could have gone either way, and and they've rode that momentum, beat an FBS team. We're up 17-0 in the second quarter against Cal, um, so so they are for real. We understand that. Um, it's 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 a testament to their hard work and the playmakers they have, um, and the team that uh, they continue to uh, put out there each and every Saturday. So um, it, it's better for all of us. It, it's it's no fun to be not good. Um, so when you have two good teams, um, we're coming off a, a bad season and we put ourselves in position to make this Saturday uh, that much more important. So um, I, I appreciate those kids, our kids doing uh, what they can, or our coaches doing what they can to make this game a little bit more uh, important because uh, that's the way it should be. Aaron Best here on the Big Sky Spotlight, Eastern Washington and Idaho square off on Saturday Coach, I love what you said right there. It is way more fun when everybody is better, and I'm glad that there's a lot of great teams right now uh, in the Big Sky Conference. So appreciate the time. Thanks so much, and best of luck this weekend. Thanks so much, Coulter. Appreciate it. Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com apply. Bye.